श्री कृष्णा श्री कृष्णा श्री कृष्णा श्री कृष्णा गुरुर्ब्रह्मा गुरुर्विष्णु गुरुर्देव महेश्वर गुरु साक्षात परम ब्रह्मा तस्म श्री गुरव नम तस्म श्री गुरव नम वी हैव सो फार सीन द बेसिक्स द फाउंडेशन ऑन विच दिस प्रैक्टिस ऑफ योगा इज टू बी कंटिन्यूड इन अवर डे टू डे लाइफ Why there are so many of them? There are hundred and twelve of them. Now, what is the need of so many of them? The same need. Why not we take only sandwich whole life? We want some change because anything that you do repeatedly, it becomes mechanical. and whenever anything becomes mechanical you are not able to discover joy in life that is why people separate and get married again that is the reason so here we are given many various different approaches yesterday we have seen about the, the first dharana urdhve prano yado jeevah visargatma parochare उत्पत्ति स्थाने भरणाधिस्तर and everything is happening only in the mind because when you sit for dhyana or yoga without our efforts or without our knowledge we naturally close our eyes so when we go to let's say shrinath ji or we go to badrinath and stand before the lord to do namaskar what is the first thing that we do we close our because we all know we have to discover the truth in our in ourselves not somewhere outside therefore when we are sitting now whatever is happening is happening within now within what within the body no within the mind so all the practices let it be karma let it be upasana let it be dhyana let it be knowledge everything is happening only in the mind and we have to therefore take care of our mind with this understanding now the teacher says that the two points which are again in the mind this concept inside and outside this concept is in the mind when the body is taken as the point of reference so when i take the body as the point of reference then i am inside and the world is outside so inside and outside is valid only with reference to body 
But when the body is dropped from our mind, as in deep sleep or samadhi, that time this concept of in and out is invalid. And with the disappearance of this concept of in and out, the samsara disappears. Therefore, this is the basic that everything is happening in the mind. Now, we take these two points. One is external one where the prana ends. Yesterday I told you dvadashanta. This dvadashanta, 12 fingers, is the whole concept of our body. See? From the Vuladhar up to the uh, your Manipur is 12 fingers. From Manipur up to the Anahat is 12 fingers. From Anahat to Vish, the Vishuddha Chakra is 12 fingers. From Vishuddha Chakra to the from this uh, Brumadhyaya is 12 fingers. And from Brumadhyaya to the Sahasrara is 12 fingers. And beyond that 12 fingers, this is all 12, 12, 12, 12. So, our body is thus kept quiet on the seat. And thereafter, Dvadashanta, there are two types of Dvadashanta. One is outside, from the tip of the nose up to the 12 fingers distance. And the second one is inside at the heart. So from the heart up to the throat, and from throat up to the nose, and from nose beyond 12 fingers. This is the area where the air movement is happening, which leads to the principle of life. Beyond the 12 fingers, there is no life. It is something like the magnetic circle of anything, magnet or your Wi-Fi. Up to a particular area, circle, you are connected through Wi-Fi. Beyond that, not. Because it has got a limit. Exactly the same way, this uh, limit of the magnetic circle of the consciousness in the body as life is only up to the 12 fingers. Beyond that, there is air, but air doesn't come in contact with this and therefore doesn't get converted into the prana. So air coming at the level of the 12 fingers immediately gets converted into prana and then the prana goes in and then gets divided into 10 of them. Pancha pranas and pancha upapranas. In this manner, these are the two points, external dvadashanta and internal hrudaya. So these are the two points where the movement of the air is constantly happening. So presently what happens, our mind is running all over the world. <coughs> one moment here, one moment there. So we have to now restrict the movement of the mind beyond a particular limit. So we are given these two points. When we are sitting, the mind is now restricted in its movement from the Rudaya up to the Dvadashanta. So the mind is now contained in a small space. Now in this, what is happening is the movement of the air, the prana ends in Dvadashanta and the apana ends in the Vrudaya. 
so this is a constant process of going of going and coming of the air so the first the air comes then it goes comes and goes and this is happening without our involvement of breathing is not an effort breathing is happening nobody is doing breathing and this breathing is happening always in the present you cannot breathe yesterday you cannot breathe tomorrow breathing happens only now and thus when we remain aware of only this breathing process limited to this space between the hrudaya and the dwadashanta so see what is happening we are remaining aware of this process of breathing which is happening which is happening in the present what is the net result net result is mind starts remaining in the present when the mind remains in the present the mind is in a process of dissolving in consciousness like if you keep the ice cubes in the fridge they will remain as ice but when the same ice cubes are removed and they are put in the waters then slowly the process of dissolving the ice into the water will be initiated and a time will come when the ice will disappear in the water because the ice is nothing but water exactly the same way mind is nothing but consciousness the only difference is consciousness as the knowledge and mind as the knowledge the difference is in case of the mind there is objectivity predominant factor in case of the consciousness objectivity is not the factor and therefore till such time we give importance to the world we are caught up in the web of mind and the thoughts and therefore the mind has to be dissolved instead of dissolving the mind we start struggling according to patanjali yogah chaturvritti nirodah it will not happen yoga chitta vritti nirodha is like what is like one student for the first time he is heard or read that there is one metal which is liquid metal and it is mercury so he went to his chemistry laboratory and when he saw in a bottle mercury so he wanted to see what exactly it is like because we are seen steel copper etc but mercury means what how can a liquid uh, metal be liquid so he went and lifted the bottle mercury is very heavy so when he lifted it slipped from his hand fell down now he was afraid 
the teacher will scold. So he wanted to collect it. So he took another pot and tried to lift the mercury with a spittle on the floor, collect it and lift it with the hand and put it. Nothing is coming in the hand. You may do it whole life. Exactly this is what happens with the mind. Yogaha and anything little bit happening, we get disturbed. And therefore, the yogis are very angry persons. They curse. Because they are already frustrated. But a bhushti siddhavati, they don't disturb Instead of that, engage the mind in such a manner that the mind dissolves. Don't try to control the mind. Dissolve the mind. And this is the technique given in these particular methods, this yoga. So when we are sitting quiet, then the mind is fixed between these two points. These two points are imaginary. Mind is nothing but imagination. So when our Awareness is with these two points. Initially, you will feel very uncomfortable, very awkward. How to do this? How to? Don't ask questions. Do it. Find out your own ways. See, friends. Now, see here, you are not given. Do this mantra japa. Chant this thing. No. Sit quiet and be aware of the air movement between these two points. Now see what exactly has happened. You all have gone through this experience. First, without our efforts, our asana posture has become firm at the base. Vertically it was steady and there was no tension anywhere on the body. So that Thirasukam Asanam a part is already happening. Because now the mind's movements are restricted in time, space and object. So only one object is given. What is the object? Object is movement. 
the air we are not able to see. What we are experiencing is the movement of the air. So when we thus spend some time on this practice and to the extent our mind gets dissolved in the consciousness, to that extent the relative experience will disappear and experience without the experiencer will happen. And if this experience without experiencer has happened, what are the consequences of this? There will be no success, there will be no failure in your yoga abhyas. Because success and failure is for someone who is doing something. This experience without the experiencer is pure conscious existence. In this manner, when one is able to focus on this first step, now the second step is when the breathing is going on effortlessly. We are not doing pranayam. When the breath goes out and before it comes back, there is a small pause between the breathing out and the breathing in. Breathing out is prana going out and ends in dvadashanta. And from there, like the border between India and China, like in that border, then the fresh air comes in. So that point, there is a pause. And in that pause, the pure consciousness is the location of the reality. see this has become subtler than the earlier. Earlier our attention was on the movement of the prana between the two points. So there was some support for the mind but it was a restricted support. The mind was not allowed to go in any object, any place all the time. So it is restricted. Then the second thing, now we focus our awareness on this junction between the breathing out and the breathing in. So this can be done in one of the two ways. Either outside or inside. Inside means in the Vrudaya, in the spiritual heart. 
So we are sitting quiet, breathing in has happened. And breathing out has not yet begun. That small gap. Like when we have to operate a patient, we have to first secure the patient. Then we can operate. Exactly the same way, when we are doing this yoga abhyasa, we have to first secure the mind. So the mind is secured by giving it a limited area for operation between the Dvadashanta and the Vrade. So the mind is secured to a great extent. Now, we are working on the mind. We are working on the mind by the mind in such a manner that the mind dissolves in consciousness. And therefore, the second step will be possible only for those who have first have this perfect control over their mind and they have no complaint. Even if I sit for meditation, the mind runs here and there, then go and laga jhadu. This complaining picture, this is not for them. Friends, Nayam Atma Balahini Nalabhyaha. Those who are complaining, they are not fit for this. So, in this manner, when in the second stage we become aware of the gap between the breathing and breathing out, without effort, see this is achieved in yoga abhyas by force and that is called as kumbhak. So we breathe out and hold the breath out. Don't allow it to enter. It is called a bahir kumbhak or breathe in and hold it. Don't allow the breath to come out. That is called as antar kumbhak. But in both of them, there is effort involved and there is somebody who is doing this. We have to get rid of these buddies. This yoga is not giving liberation to I. But it is the liberation from I. The meditator must disappear. Then the meditator and the meditation both disappear. Then what remains is Deya, what we were seeking. It is, just to understand through some example, it is something like, we have forgotten something. And we are struggling. What is that? I am not remembering. I am not remembering. And then you give up. 
Okay, we'll see later. And the moment the mind becomes quiet, ah, I got it. Where did you get it? Where was it lost? Therefore, the real spiritual practice is we must get rid of this I. Freedom from I is the meaning of yoga. Now, continuing the next, the third dharana, na vraje na vishe chaktihi marudrupa vikasite nirvikalpataya madhe taya bhairavarupata madhe, the madhya, the center has to be developed. Prana Pano Samokrutva Nasab Bhantara Charidam. Bhagavan Sri Krishna uses these words in sixth chapter of Bhagavad Gita. See, normally when we are breathing, one of the two nostrils, the air flow is normal, other is less. These two are called as the nadis, Ida and Pingala. And therefore, Sometimes our mind is on a hotter side, sometimes on a cooler side. Therefore, these yogis are the Ayurveda people tell that if you have got a lot of cough and cold, you should, you should sleep on the right side because then the right uh, nadi will be active, the Surya nadi, and your cough cold will be taken care of. So, when these two flows of air, when they become perfectly balanced and extremely slow and subtle, meaning what? The movement of the air in both the nostrils equally remains within the area of the nostrils. The air doesn't go out. It is so subtle. Then you will discover. That. The mind. And the body. They have separated to a great extent. And therefore, the mind has no reference of body identification to begin the process of thinking. Thinking cannot happen without a reference. Reference is necessary. That is why when we are somebody, Mother, father, brother, sister, husband, wife, friend, enemy, thoughts begin. Because there is some reference. If there is no reference, as in deep sleep, no body identification, we are nobody, there is no world. So the mind has no reference. Mind is there, but no reference. How the mind is there? Because of that only the life is contained. Otherwise, breathing will stop. See, friends. So, when <coughs> these two channels of breathing, so, Navrajen Vishay Shakti Marudrupa Vikasite, 
so the breathing has become extremely slow meaning vishet means enter so there is no apana vayu entering and the prana going extremely slow and shallow these are the uh, subtle points when you are practicing yoga abhyas it is here when you sit quiet the breathing becomes so slow and shallow that the mind is in a process of dissolving so what is the meaning of dissolving the mind in consciousness dissolving the mind in consciousness means mind gives up the shape and the size and the hold on the body mind is there like the gold giving up the shape size and the name of the ornament then the ornament is dissolved but the gold remains exactly the same way mind has these two aspects one aspect is a common mind for the total creation and the second aspect is the mind has taken the shape of a particular body after the mind has taken a shape of a particular body then somebody is born <clears throat> so what is this process of yoga by this process when the breathing thus comes to extremely slow and shallow the mind has slowly started the process of giving up the shape and the size and hold on the body called as body identification and when the body identification disappears this world disappears like one day one of my doctor friend he was operating on my toe so he said you don't worry i said i am not worried you are only worried i am relaxed so he gave me the local anesthesia to the toe there was a doctor and a patient patient was on the stretcher and the doctor was talking pandit ji don't worry it may be the first operation but don't worry nothing is going to wrong pandit ji don't worry so the patient said excuse me doctor i am not pandit he said no i am pandit <laughs> that was his first operation so he was worried see friends relax don't become tense then only the truth happens so when he was doing the toe operation he gave local anesthesia and after 10 15 minutes then it was seen that it has become numb in that area 
Then he said, now you can observe. And then he cut the things and did and blood was coming out and he started suturing. Everything I was seeing, but nothing happened to me because that area was out of bonds for the mind. So where is the world? World is when the mind is identified with the body, meaning when the mind has taken the shape of a particular body, then only this world is real. So when we are the sitting, breathing has become extremely slow and shallow. As if the breathing has come to a halt, although it has not yet. <coughs> when it comes to a complete halt by this yoga, that is called as Kevala Kumbhaka. Kevala Kumbhaka means the suspension of the air movement is perfect. It is neither the Bahir Kumbhaka nor it is the Antar Kumbhaka. But the breathing has come to a quiet place. Now in this experience what happens? The individuality which was creating a meditator that I am doing the meditation, this individuality gets dissolved. And when there is no individuality, there is no totality. Because they are in relation to each other. If I am not a citizen, I cannot be a prime minister. In deep sleep, when we are not identified with the body, in which country we are, what we are, when we are, everything disappears. Therefore, here the teacher says, when we are thus able to become aware of this uh, pause and then we come to discover that the breathing has come to almost a halt. Then what is happening? Now this breathing has merged with the total. Now the mind is no more individual mind, but it has merged in the total mind. Now to understand this, take your personal experience. Mind expressing through the eyes is called as vision. The same mind expressing through the finger is called as finger. There are two, but there is no otherness. Teeth are so terrible and the tongue is so soft. Sometimes we bite our own tongue. But that doesn't create a fear because the beaten and the biting factor both are the same. So although there is appearance of differences, but there is no acceptance of differences. This experience is the experience of the great masters. They will be functioning in the relative world, but they do not have the impact of the otherness. 
And because we don't understand, we say, oh, these are all cock and bull story. Like in the life of Naneshwar Maharaj, it comes. His name was Nanadev and there was one um, um, male buffalo. His name was Naneshwar. They say, if you are only one, everything is one, then can he chant uh, Veda? And he does. Because, like for me, working with the right hand, working in the left hand, is not a big deal, is not a big issue. Because both the places I am, I have no doubt about it. Be attentive. But if one hand has become paralyzed, where my entry in that is banned, then I can't do it. Exactly the same way. Our entry in the totality is banned because we are too much preoccupied with the individuality. The wise people abide in the absolute and play the game of relativity. Therefore, they don't have to love anybody. They have love for everybody. See? And those who have thus discovered this, will they ever think of cursing somebody, scolding somebody, becoming angry, so that the people are afraid? No. See, friends, like the tongue is not afraid in between the teeth, in the same manner. In the company of such great masters, because the sense of otherness is irrelevant, it has no meaning, it will never be a big problem. So, nirvikalpayataya madhe taya bhairavarupata. Then we have come to this nirvikalpa sthiti. Now there are no thoughts of experiencer, experienced and experience. We attend you. Vikalpa means what? Vikalpa means option. This is a book. This is not a cup of tea. Vikalpa. Options. Now it is a day, it is not a night, Vikalpa. Now go further. I am or I am not. Is this Vikalpa available anywhere? When I am not, this Vikalpa is invalid. Nobody can have this option, I am not. When I am not, this option is not valid. Is it required to say that I am? So what is our experience? It is non-optional experience. I know something, I don't know something. I think I will try to know. All these options are completely null and void. And therefore, when one practices this yoga, you are left with no question. What is the question? Vikalpa. How to do this? Has anybody ever asked the question, how to breathe? 
You have to ask a question, how to do pranayam? Not how to breathe. It is happening exactly the same way. Nirvi kalpataya madde taya bhairavarupata. So the mind has come to stand still without any efforts. Technically, it is called as the Kevala Kumbhaka. This Kevala Kumbhaka is practiced by all the amphibians when they undergo hibernation for months together. Like we see in the rainy season, when the rainy season begins, first rain comes, everywhere these uh, frogs starts making the croaking noise. Suddenly, where from they have come? They were all in Nirvikalpa Samadhi. But after the Nirvikalpa Samadhi is over, they don't start chanting Om Namah Shivaya. Round, round, round only begins. Because it is where they have ended. But here we are told that this Nirvikalpa Samadhi is your essential nature. It cannot be destroyed. Whether you are functioning in the relative world or not, whether you are a son or a husband or a father, you don't cease to be a man. To remain as a man is a Nirvikalpa Samadhi. And to play the definite or different roles of a son, husband and father, these are the relative games. Therefore, the investment of the non-duality is intact and the dividends of the relativity are fully available. And therefore, the wise people are never burying themselves in a cave and doing sadhana. No. Yogarato va, bhogarato va, sangarato va, sangavihinaha, yasya brahmani ramate jiddam, nandati 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 eva, bhajagovindam, bhajagovindam. Therefore, nirvikalpataya madhe, daya bhairavarupata. This is where we have to recognize our essential nature. Therefore, all the yoga bhyas according to these dharanas is only one. Recognize that this is what the truth is. That which is gained through knowledge was never lost. That which is gained through knowledge is never created. That which is gained through action is lost. That which is created through action is destroyed. Like we sometimes keep our things somewhere and we are not able to see that and we are frustrated and I don't know, somebody has taken it from my table, it was so important, I think somebody has taken and then we get frustrated and when we go to uh, some place we find, oh, the keys are in my hand only. I was unnecessarily blaming everybody. So did we create the keys? No. This is the fundamental of spiritual practice. That which is lost because of ignorance is never lost. 
that which is gained through knowledge is never gained. It was already there. That means in the spiritual path you don't get anything. No, you get a total loss. All that we are holding on to this is completely rejected. That rejection is called a real sannyas, not like ours. We are a tailor-made sannyasi. Bhagavan Shankaracharya distinctly, clearly tells, Dehanyasohi sannyasaha naiva kashaya vasasa naham deho mahatmeti nishchayam jnana lakshanam Freedom from the body, identification and living in that absolute knowledge, that is called as sannyasa. Naiva kashaya vasasa, not by the colored clothes. See, unlike other religions, there is no institution where you are required to take a sannyas diksha with a certificate. You can go to any river and change your clothes. Nobody will ask you any question. They will come and do namaskar and give dakshina. Better business. See, friends. You see, in other religions, it is the organized body because they are not spiritual paths. So, Kumbhita, Nauda, fourth dharana, Kumbhita, Rechita, Vapi, Purita, Vajada, Bhavet, Dadanti, Shantanama, So, Shaktya, Shanta, Prakashate. See? When the Shaktya, Shanta, Prakashate, when the process of inhalation and exhalation, Rechita is emptying, that is breathing out, and Purita is filling in, breathing in. When <coughs> this uh, breathing in and breathing out is controlled outside or inside. So when we breathe out and hold the breath there. Or rechita, uh, then purita, we breathe in and hold the breath there. Then tadante, at the end of the breathing in or breathing out, shantanama saushaktya, there this energy that because of which the breathing was happening, there the energy is quiet. In that freedom from movement, the truth is revealed. The best and the simplest way to recognize the truth is how will you talk or try to experience the space? In a school, I was talking to the children about the five elements. The teacher, how many tell them about five elements? Oh, very simple. I thought I am very smart. So, I took some soil. I say, see, this is earth element. Understood? Yes. Then, took water. This is the water element. Understood? Yes. Then, took the matchbox. This is the fire element. Understood? Yes. Then, I said, do, do your own hand 
and do you get any experience something is touching yes that is the air element sparsha so rupa rasa gandha sparsha now shabda the space now how to tell the space to the children so i was thinking finally i said okay look here what do you see in between my fingers showed everybody that is space oh all of them were happy thereafter i went to somebody's house for breakfast and one child from that house also had come for the talk so the mother asked you went for swamiji's camp what did you learn mummy do you know swamiji told us five elements do you know anything of them mummy said i don't know yes what papa tells about you is right you know nothing then i'll teach you and on the dining table she went out said what the soil this is earth dining table spoiled then there was water on the table he poured the water this is water element the mother was happily surprised then fire now we are afraid he is going to burn the table or what so he said mummy come i show you see the gas you know that that is fire oh you are so intelligent what is air simple mummy do like this thing yes you feel that is air now came the space he was frustrated uh what is space beta samiji will you please do like this okay that bit is in between the fingers of samiji that is space <laughs> see this is our understanding when you want to talk about space your speech will come to a halt and if we have to talk it will be only the language of negation space is that which has no beginning negation which has no modification negation which has no end negation which is not contaminated by the four elements the earth cannot cut it the water cannot wet it the fire cannot burn it the air cannot dry it so all what we are talking is nothing about the space we are only negating what the space is not we are unable to tell what the space is nainam chindanti shastrani nainam dahati pavakah न चैनम क्लेदयंत्याप न शोषे मारुदेशन इन दैनर वेन वी कम टू दिस एक्सपीरियंस इफ वी हव रियली डिस्कवर्ड दिस वील नैचुरली बिकम क्वाइट एंड द क्वाइटनेस इज नॉट कीपिंग द माउथ शर्ट Quietness is 
we don't get involved in this world unnecessarily and create problem for ourselves and problems for others. <coughs> in the language of Bhagavan Krishna, it is said, Shariram Kevalam Karma Kurvan Napnoti Kilvisham. If you are hungry, therefore you are desire for food, that doesn't create sin and merit. But I want only that, otherwise I will not eat food, then the problems begin. See? Therefore, this yoga bhyas is this. Purita rechita vapi purita vayada bhaved tadante shanta namasau shaktya shanta prakashate. We come to a state wherein everything is suspended. What is everything suspended? The meditator, the meditation, and all the efforts. Shanta namasau. Be very attentive. We mistake this shanti as opposed to the ashanti. We are not talking about the relative shanti. Relative shanti is opposed to the ashanti. If there is a noise, there is no shanti. There is no peace. Then what is the shanti? Or shantanamasam? What is that? It is that which is not disturbed because of the ashanti and that which is not enhanced because of the shanti. <laughs> what is the space which does not become impure because of the south and which doesn't become holy because of the north? Shantanamasau, Tadante Shantanamasau, Shaktya Shanta Prakashate. And in this experience, the truth is revealed. Therefore, these three stages one has to go in life. First, this world is full of noise. And the beautiful part is, noise is not in the world. Noise is in our mind. Simple it is to recognize. Book is the object. It is outside. Book a name is inside. Noise is never outside. Noise is always inside in your mind. See, if you have Nothing to see, there is no noise possible inside. Like in the deep sleep, we don't see anything. Therefore, see means no object is perceived. Shabda Sparsha Rupa In deep sleep, when no object is perceived, when objective world is absent, then the subjective world of names also disappears. When the jiva started from God's home and he was crying, Baba, Baba, when I go to the world, I'll miss you, I'll miss you, please don't send me. Papa said, no, beta, you have to go. Now there is no way 
now you are grown up you have finished your schooling now you have to go to the college college you have to be away from the mama papa no what i don't know you can call me any time the video call we can talk latest narayana bhagwan what he did he said look here don't cry i will keep all the forms with me and i will give the name with you so when we talk about the world what is the world names and forms the forms are outside and name is inside don't we do when we see a child first question hey what is your name it is a form form must have a name so when we the start contemplating chantanamaso the first we have to practice that we stop reacting participating in this world on any theme any topic second thing we don't bring our past in the present third thing is it necessary talk to others if not don't talk by this technique we slowly keep the world outside the world or the objects enter our mind in the form of names so when we are practicing the shanti so first of all worldly objects create disturbances in the mind by naming them so don't name don't evaluate don't give opinions don't suggest anything on any topic to anybody in this world the world is kept outside this is how the world enters the mind then we start practicing shanti and our practice goes wrong because we understand shanti means what where there is absence of sound and therefore little bit of disturbance we get flared up you must have seen many mahatmas when somebody comes little late something happens here and there how terribly angry they become is meditation and in that meditation one person was known so he was expert in sound sleep so he continued sound meditation and this mahatma got angry wake him up so the student said why should i wake him up you put him to sleep that is not shanti shanti is that which is not opposed to ashanti and therefore nothing in this world can disturb us if we give zero value to the whole world life the dream gains and loss during the dream they are valuable 
But when the dream is over, they are not valuable. That is called as real awakening. What is our awakening is not according to uh, Mandukya Upanishad and the Karikas of Bodhapada Acharya. There are, one is Tattvasya Agrahanam Nidra and Anyatha Grahanam Sapna. So, the dream and waking are both Sapna, both are only dreams, Anyatha Grahanam, other understanding. And Agrahanam, not knowing, is the deep sleep. So, there are only two stages. One is the deep sleep and second is the dream. And dream includes both waking and the dream. Because Anyatha what is, is not understood. Something is imagined, projected. Therefore, <coughs> the real Shanti, the real essential nature is that which is unopposed to any sound. Now, this particular thing, if we are practicing and we are to live it 24-7, what will happen? Whether waking comes or goes, nothing happens to me. Whether dream comes and goes, nothing happens to me. Whether deep sleep comes and goes, nothing happens to me. Whether samadhi begins and ends, nothing happens to me. Waking and dream do not add anything to me. Deep sleep and samadhi do not take away anything from me. With a red color or yellow color or green color, it doesn't touch the vision. Whether you want or you don't want, whether you know or you don't know, you are divine. This is too much. Om Purnamadaha Purnamidam Purnahat Purnamudachade Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnameva Vashishade Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Sri Guru Pyonamaha Hari Om